For law enforcement, the importance of communication systems cannot be overstated. From conducting a search for a missing person in a remote area, to responding to a disaster when a grid is down, law enforcement officers respond to all sorts of emergencies where functioning communications are critical. We need systems that are fast, reliable, and expensive. Today, we're joined by Jim Bugel, president of AT&T FirstNet. Jim has over 25 years of experience in the wireless and wired telecommunications industry and an extensive background in public safety, national security, cybersecurity, and emergency preparedness. I'm Patrick Hills, National President of Fraternal Order Police, and this is The Blue View. Well, Jim, thanks. thank you for joining us today on The Blue View. Uh, for our listeners and viewers, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Pat. It's an honor to be here. Um, we really appreciate FOP's support of FirstNet. Um, as you know, FOP was, was one of the organizations that helped push the legislation through to create FirstNet, a dedicated nationwide wireless public safety network for, for first responders. Yeah, you know, Jim, we're going to talk about the about the communications and how important it is to to first responders. But let's carry that uh, that that kind of that partnership that we have. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, that that your uh, at FirstNet has been part of in law enforcement, and, and a number of them with Fraternal Order Police, and, and most recently was uh, was the disaster that hit uh, Florida, Hurricane Eden. Ian, uh, the national FOP has a uh, disaster response team and, and uh, went out and cooked around 24,000 meals in one week for first responders and did remediation uh, to about 100 homes of law enforcement officers so they could stay on a job and not worry about their own property. None of that would be possible what if had it not been you know, for, from the support of FirstNet. So I want to I thank you for not just that, but what you do in wellness and all of the other initiatives that we have. You've been a, been a great partner in, uh, in advancing the law enforcement First, public safety profession. Right. So, Jim, tell us, uh, you know, what, what, you know you, you're in public safety uh, communications, and communications is so key uh, to, to what our job is, regardless of what it is. What, what kind of draw you, drew you towards, uh, towards communications uh, for public safety? Well, it really begins with me back in 9-11. Um, when, you, when you look at the lack of interoperability between uh, – different precincts and jurisdictions and departments. Uh, and then you take that across the entire sector, the lack of interoperability between law enforcement, fire, and EMS. Um, there was a need for a wireless broadband network. And, and um, public safety's needs um, have, were, were being met with old technology. And uh, when I mean old technology, uh, I think uh, – I, th I think back to a hearing um, uh, back in about the 2010 timeframe where then uh, police commission, NYPD uh, commissioner uh, Kelly, uh, when asked, why, why do your officers need this? Uh, he said, because the average 12 year old has more communications capability than my officer on the street. And Senator, is that right? And the answer is that is not right. Yeah. Powerful statement. Yeah, you know, I, I've uh, working thirty six years in law enforcement myself. I, I can, I, I know about the evolution of uh, communications and and went from that uh, low band radios uh, talking over each other and not being able to hear us talking in the other side of our jurisdiction and and uh, to where we are today. So yeah, it, it, it has definitely made our jobs so much easier um, than uh, than you know just that that period of time. Very very much needed. Um, there's a lot of people who may not be familiar with FirstNet. 
And and what's first first net's role? What is the the focus of it? Can you kind of explain that uh, for our sure. listeners? Sure. So basically, said uh, you said it in the question. It's the priority and preemption across the network. Uh, it basically means that across the first net network, um, law enforcement gets priority and preemption over all other traffic on the network. Um, that's that's the commercial traffic. That's the enterprise traffic. It's everything that's traveling. So envision, if you will, um, you know, a thousand people trying to use their cell phones uh, uh, at an incident. Um, and what's going to happen is that cell phone network is going to, it's going to block. It's going to, it's going to congest. What happens with FirstNet is those subscribers, those first FirstNet subscribers they basically have preemption on the network. They're able to use it before anybody else can use it. And, oh, by the way, if they're trying to use it while somebody else is on the network, it knocks them to another, another band. So basically, that is the magic of FirstNet, that, that it's always on and that the first responder gets that priority Number one, they're, they become instantly, by, by just being there, they're, they're number one in, in the queue. Number two, if there's no space available for them on the network, their space is made available for them. And, and that is part of, number one, the law that created FirstNet, and it is a key, operating, a key performance operating uh, requirement of FirstNet. And FirstNet being the nationwide public safety uh, broadband provider uh, is the only carrier that does that across the nation. You know, I remember uh, working Hurricane Katrina. Uh, and, you know, these systems are, are developed with, a, with a, a level of redundancy to make sure that, that everything works. And I can tell you that uh, if there is a system with redundancy, it wasn't in South Louisiana when Hurricane Katrina hit because it knocked out the telephone lines and when it knocked out the telephone lines, which were part of what the communications were, uh, we, we literally went for weeks to, uh, to a line of sight communication. And, uh, so you're trying to manage, you know, this major disaster with no communications. It would literally meant people had to, to find ways to get to central locations to get information and come back and bring it to us. Um, so that, 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 Finding those priorities, finding ways in a structure in, in, in this, this infrastructure to try and make sure that public safety has this access really is all about, you know, improving, uh, you know, getting a community back online and it's important. So from somebody on a on a receiving end of the worst case scenario, I can tell you just how important it is to, to be able to, to have that communication. Right. You know, and I, I think, you know, disasters are probably the one that's, uh, that's the most. I think everybody, uh, everyone has a cell phone now. If they're over the page, age of four, they probably have right. one. Uh, they already they have cell phones. And they all know that if you go to a ball game or you go to an event, uh, trying to, to talk on that phone when there's a lot of people there, it clogs the system down. So they can understand the, uh, you know, comprehend the, the problems with it and, and the priority, you know, giving a priority to first responders so that they can manage these, uh, these events and these, uh, you know, crises when they happen. And we just had one, and we just had uh, in South Florida. Um, I can tell you that Hurricane Ida last year in South Louisiana was, uh, you know, communications was so much better. I mean, we had, a, I remember, you know, I knew where my uh, command post was. All I had to do was follow the blimp. They had an AT&T blimp out, up, so it was, you know, giving us a repeater. The towers were all over the place. So uh, talk a little bit about the response that AT&T FirstNet has in these major events, not just in disasters, but if you know there's going to be a workload 
uh, you know, put on because of some event, whether it be a, a concert or a festival or something. Um, you do a lot of pre-planning on these things, recognizing where the where the need for these communications will be. We, we absolutely do, Pat. And and look, uh, it, it's um, um, networks work perfectly uh, in sunshine, no wind, no rain, uh, and uh, a, a moderate number of people on the ground. Uh, but for for, for law enforcement and public safety in general, it's how it performs in in the events, both planned and unplanned, where the, the, the network may become overwhelmed by the number of people in attendance, for example, a concert, or by being damaged by, by, by just really um, harsh conditions, wildfires, hurricanes, um, and, and other things. Um, in, in all those events, both planned and, 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 and unplanned events, we, we constantly are mobilizing and optimizing our ability to respond. So an example of the hurricane, you get a little warning, right? But we're, the, when, we, when we identify a tropical depression, we're already moving assets into the area where we think there's high probability of impact and, and, and hardening our facilities. But more importantly, bringing, bringing in temporary, uh, temporary facilities to, 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 con- to keep the network up and operating. We go under the assumption that we're going to get damaged and, and, and we have to go forward that way. Um, and what, we're, what we do is we prioritize the restoration that facilitates the use of public safety and law enforcement. We're working with the county EOCs, the local departments, the state EOCs, and we're saying, okay, where are your evacuation centers going to be? Where are you, where's, where, where, how are you going to route the traffic? We want to put excess capacity over there so that you don't lose communications, that you have video capability, that you have messaging capability, and that we're able to respond as be with you. And, and even, even you know, after the storm hits, we go in with, with law enforcement. They're the people that bring us in so that we can help restore our sites. We come in with, with power company and everybody else to get these sites back up. But in the meantime, we set up temporary, temporary facilities to, to have the communications uh, stabilized and functional for, for those on the ground. Yeah, and I, I've I've witnessed it. Uh, you know, it just uh, recently, you know, deploying out to uh, to Florida with uh, with Hurricane Ian and the damage that it did. Uh, your equipment was everywhere. Uh, you had a you had a presence in every single place that I went to, and it's a, uh, you know, it's so important to be able to have those that ability to be able to do it. There, there's another th- part here too that uh, I think. Uh, you know, again, I go back to, you know, when there's a disaster in an area, law enforcement officers live in those same areas. And it's their job. I say law enforcement is public safety. Yeah. It's their job to put the pieces back together and bring some some normalcy back to a community. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of factors involved in that. And I think what's often lost in that, that whole message is, is that these people that were asked to do all these things, they're victims as well. Yep. And uh, how effective can someone be if they're worried about their own their own family, their own, their own property, all of, you know, their, their own personal needs. Uh, there's one thing that, uh, that AT&T FirstNet does offer as well, and that is, is that it extends to personal phones as well. So I can tell you that, uh, 
Now, having been in that situation, being cut off in communications and wondering what the future looks like when you can't talk to your family and your family can't talk to you and you get this sporadic text message back and forth when systems don't work, right. it creates a whole lot of havoc right. uh, for agencies. And I've seen, I've seen the end result of that. And, and AT&T FirstNet, actually, it's another side of it, you know, added benefit to this that you know, we talked about all the things and the necessary for first responders to be able to communicate to manage a crisis. But this is this is a you know, an offshoot of it that plays a huge part in the morale of the people who are doing the job. Absolutely, uh, we basically um, with FOP um, we have a program that allows for that, um, and it allows basically for the officer to have the primary uh, uh, preemption and priority on their ne- on their on on their phone. But also, it also allows them to bundle that with their with their with their family, so that they those discounts that they've that that, that they have experienced continue, and and that quite frankly, when we we didn't have that at the start of the program, but we've implemented it since, and it's been incredibly successful. And um uh and 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 to your point, uh the the main thing here is that. Our partnership with with public safety uh, and FOP is that we need to be there, just not in the good days, not when things are going fine. We need to be there when the times are tough, and that's when you're really counted on. And to your point, you have the ability to communicate with your family and to communicate um, at, at, to, to do your job. But those are the things that we really put a lot of resources into, we put a lot of, we put a lot of thought into. Um, the unfortunate part is we respond, uh, this, uh, uh, it's October, we've responded over a thousand times this year. Now, not all those are hurricanes. Some of those are planned events like we were discussing before right. or a wildfire, but we're getting really good at it. And we've, we've, developed unique ways to address it. Um, we've come up with very small cell sites that can go onto the back of a pickup truck. Um, we've, we've developed devices that we can put into a building that didn't have coverage before, that all of a sudden has coverage that become, has become an ad hoc um, uh, a command center. Um, so those are things that, quite frankly, um, public safety is teaching us. This is where we need it. This is how we need it. And because we are dedicated, we, we, we are dedicated to the mission of, of providing communications for our nation's first responders. And we are, we're, we're, we're constantly given at guidance and advice of this is how we need it. This is where we need it. And um, I can tell you by the response for requests, these departments count on it. They operate on it now. It becomes part of their operational plan. And that's, uh, that, to, that to us is very important. And also uh, a, 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 a network reliability factor for, for the users. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a vast nation. As a, there's a lot of areas that are a little more rural than others, and you know, the signals are, are difficult. Where is AT and T and its build out of a, a you know to 
for all agencies to be able to to benefit from this. There are, I'm sure there are probably, you know, areas, I know just traveling, you're driving down a highway and you, you hit areas, uh, you know, down interstate, you hit areas that are, are dead zones. Um, where do we, where do, where do you stand on, on, on that build out? So, you know, that, that, that's a really interesting question because, uh, we're a commercial carrier, just as there's other commercial carriers, and commercial carriers are are, are are public companies. They're publicly traded, and they have an obligation to to spend their money judiciously. But you've kind of just landed on one of the key principles of the legislation and the first net authority, and 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 its and its mandate. And there are. Uh, this is, we're just five years into the program, and there's been over two thousand sites across the nation in remote areas, tribal lands, other areas that, quite frankly, no commercial carrier would have ever built. There's more rabbits than there are people. However, public safety has been very clear that it, it is the hardest thing to do to send responders into an area that do not have comms. Obviously, it's dangerous uh, and and so we have been working very hard to expand that coverage or expand the edge of the coverage. And um, these 2,000 2, sites I refer to are just the first 2,000 of, 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 the, of the first five years of the program. That is going to continue. And we now basically cover more first responders than any other carrier in the country. Um, and a lot of those are in those areas that we're talking. More work to be done. Clearly more work to be done. But as I said, there's areas that there until until the law came through and first net authority was established, they would have never been covered. No, no doubt. I, and I know I found in my own jurisdiction, you're right. Where, you know, I live in South Louisiana, so there's more alligators than there are people in a lot of our areas. Uh, so I can appreciate, uh, appreciate that, you know, that the challenge it is, has to build out a, a network to cover areas where there's really no customers. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean that there's not a specific need for. Right. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's on the horizon for FirstNet? What's the future of FirstNet look like? I know that there's some legislation uh, in Congress, uh, you know, to 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 do enhance 911, and that which enhances our communications as well. Um, you know, so there's definitely a move towards that next level of uh, technology. That's, you know, what's five years of technology is, uh, you know, changing light years constantly. What, what's what's on the horizon? Yeah, you know, it, uh, again, an interesting question because because as we started the conversation. Um, um, Public safety was was locked into legacy technology, narrowband communications that was primarily voice. But the legislation directed the First Net Authority to provide our nation's first responders with advanced communications capabilities. And what that means, that's the transformation from basically going and, and being on the cutting edge of the technology as opposed to the back end of the technology and you're not it's not like well that's what the enterprise market used and now we can adapt, adapt for it what we're doing is we are basically now providing advanced communications to the first responders at faster than we're giving it to the enterprise customers and when you when you when you think about the interoperability that happens between you know 
a, a CAD system that's able to move videos back and forth that basically that the, the, that the officer is able to see a video of the location they're going to or be able to select from videos that they're able to see. They're able to see, um, they're able to see when was, when was, when was the last call at this location? Are there any, are there, are there, are any parolees? Are there any weapons? What, what, what is there? That information we know the people use it differently, but let them select the information that they want to use, right? And you have to have that platform to do it. And if you look at if you look at like the nine one one legislation or next gen nine one one legislation, it, that that should be a seamless process that that a nine one one caller is able to send a video to 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 a, a piece app that piece app can just instantaneously move to that officer, yeah. right? Here's what you've got. Here's what, 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 what you can select what you want. There's, there's multiple videos coming in here or there's photographs or whatever. Um, that's the stuff that, 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 that equips the, the officers to keep them safe. And um, uh, as much as we can do to, to, to advance that. Now you say, what's in the future? Quite frankly, the future is really governed by what the what the what law enforcement's saying they need, yeah. and once you have the platform built, it's pretty easy to groom the rest of it. Um, so we're taking a lot of direction from 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 law enforcement right now on what they want, what they need, how they want to use it, um, and and and, uh, and 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 we go from there. So Jim, you, you you know you mentioned that uh, so it preempts and it gives uh, gives priority to first responders. But how does the system know uh, who it's who it's bumping out? Uh, well, you know, somebody it's just uh, you know maybe uh, just checking on on you know family member or or you know grocery list or whatever, as opposed to someone who's actually trying to make emergency uh, you know emergency contact. Yeah, it, it, important question. Uh, and and the answer to that question is you have. You have commercial networks, and then you have you have FirstNet. FirstNet is a separate network. Um, what I mean by separate network is that it actually has its own radio frequencies, um, which is called Band 14. And while it travels on some of the existing infrastructure that is out there uh, for the commercial networks, uh, that helps to get economies to scale and, and keep prices low. But when you when you when you when you actually are on FirstNet, you are on a separate network that is on a dedicated radio band that gives those FirstNet customers pr the priority and preemption, and they know who they are. The system knows who they are because they're either primary or extended primary in the system, and it actually goes through a separate what we call evolved packet core, which basically is the management brain of the of the. Um, uh, of, of the network and those, and for example, the departments that manage those accounts are able to uplift people, see who's on the network. Um, and, and basically, uh, assure that the right people are on the network at the right time. And, and that is a, that's the unique distinction of FirstNet that it is a separate network with its own dedicated radio spectrum. And that, 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 that really is the fundamental element of how priority and preemption works. 
So, Jim, we, we, we talked about the, the system and, and, and a benefit for it. We looked at a, a number of examples that, uh, that it's been beneficial. I, you know, we shared some, some of the experience before. Uh, we had this network, kind of where we are now and kind of what the future is. But uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about FirstNet itself. Um, FirstNet's more than just uh, providing a service. They're also uh, a, a pretty, uh, no doubt, a very strong partner in, in, uh, in public safety uh, and, and where we're going in society. Uh, I've been a, a, a huge supporter of uh, initiatives that have been important kind of shaping the future of law enforcement. And talk a little bit about, uh, about the commitment from FirstNet to not just be a service provider, but also be a, a true partner in, in, this, uh, in developing a, a better and stronger uh, public safety across this country. Pat, we go back to the creation of FirstNet and what was missing. What, did, what, what didn't public safety have? They didn't have the legislative requirement to be mission-critical communications. Commercial networks are best effort. This network is designed to be mission-critical, to provide and be reliable for our nation's first responders. We know that the safety of life and property is at the other end and that we are part of that, that we support that, and that, we're, that, that if, if we don't provide that level of service, it's very difficult for the first responders to do their jobs in a safe and practical manner. So we want to make sure that we're working with public safety advancing the needs that they, that they require from a technological standpoint and from a network reliability standpoint. We're making those investments with the, with, with, with the guidance and advice of, of law enforcement agencies of what they need and when they need it. You know, Jim, I look at... Uh Look at some of the initiatives that we have, and and I just I use the Fraternal Order Police with our three hundred sixty five thousand members. Um, we have we have things that we do to to sort of shape this direction we're going in law enforcement uh, to make sure that our you know our law enforcement officers are are, are getting the things that they need in order to to, to, to be productive and and, and well. And uh, so so one of them is wellness. Uh, you know, an average law enforcement officer, average American, uh, may have two or three traumatic events in their lifetime. We know a traumatic event can right. can uh, harm somebody both uh, both physically and mentally. Well, a law enforcement officer, some studies show, might have 140, 180, 200 during the course of their career. It affects them as well. Um, and one of our great initiatives that we have and put a lot of emphasis into it is, is the, the wellness of our officers uh, and just the exposure. I, I've always said and, and insist that when someone's damaged in the service of others, we have a, a moral and a fiduciary responsibility to fix that which has been broken in the service of others. And, and we look at law enforcement officers and they come into this profession. They've taken physical evaluations, they've taken mental evaluations, and then we find in a period of time this, you know, repetitive uh, exposure to, to traumatic events is having some profound impact on our health. And uh, I, but I and. FirstNet has been a big part in helping us push that initiative, not just us, but all other organizations as well. Something that's very, very important to our profession. So, so when we look at FirstNet, who's building out systems, I can go further. Uh, you know, diversity, we recognize that we need to do a better job of diversity in our profession. You've been very su uh, supportive of that. We talked about our disaster response. You've been supportive of that. So you're much more than just a, a service provider. Uh, you're a corporate Friend, you're 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 invested in the well-being and the needs of our offices well beyond a communication system. So, Pat, as we talked before, FirstNet is a mission-critical network dedicated to first responders 
And our goal is that every officer goes home at the end of the day. We're just not there to provide communications, but we're there to provide support for the public safety community. Well, I want you to know how much, uh, at least on behalf of, of my members, and I know I'll probably speak on behalf of every uh, public safety uh, association to tell you how much we really appreciate uh, that relationship we have with FirstNet. That's much more than just simply providing communications, but also a partner in helping us uh, kind of advance towards the next, uh, the, you know, the future of our of our profession. So, so thank you, Jim. If somebody wants to know more about how they can become part of FirstNet. Uh, where do we direct them? Pat, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Firstnet.com is is the place to go, and we'll be able to help anybody who wants to come. Jim, thanks. Uh, As we wrap this up, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners and viewers? Pat, again, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, There's a lot more to come with Firstnet. Um, We're going to continue to to provide advanced communications to our nation's first responders and, and, and help transform the future of public safety communications. But more importantly, we want to continue to make sure that the officers and the communities they serve stay safe. Well, Jim, thank you for joining us today and sharing information about FirstNet. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you for tuning in to The Blue View, where we talk about the issues that are so vitally important to the men and women who suit up and show up every day in communities across this country and protect those they've sworn to serve. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else to get your podcasts. To get the latest from the National FOP, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GLFOP and on Instagram at FOP National. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.